Hi, I'm Hera. And I'm Aisha. And we are the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice, or SMCs. Like you, as SMCs, we decided to become mothers knowing we'd be the sole care provider and parent of our children, at least at the outset. And the Mocha is for Black. We discuss being SMCs from an intentionally Black lens. You'll connect with all the interesting and fun things about this non-traditional path. Like how you decide which sperm to use, the cold, hard truth of fertility, your reality of dating as a single mother who doesn't have a co-parent to rely on for occasional childcare, and what it's actually like to parent as an SMC. This is the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice podcast. Hi, Pod. With today's episode, we're going to be discussing how one might move from being an SMC caring for their child or children and move into a romantic relationship. Today, we'll be chatting with Kim and Erica as our special guests. First, before we get into today's show, I wanted to check in with Hera and see how you're doing. I'm alive, y'all. So last week, we took the week off because my house came down with COVID. We learned that my oldest daughter was patient zero, and it has been basically wreaking havoc and destruction on the rest of our house for the past week. But I am good to go now. and ready to get started. I'm super excited about this topic, by the way, because I think a lot of people come to our space and they're like, oh my gosh, if I decide to be an SMC, this is going to doom me to like singlehood for the rest of my life. And I'm really excited to talk to Kimberly and Erica because they're basically living examples that you can get into a happy relationship and, and still be an SMC. Yes, yes, absolutely. So Kim and Erica, why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and about your dating history and your current relationship status. Erica, we'll start with you. Okay, thanks for inviting me to participate today. I'm a mom of two little kids. I have a son that's seven and a daughter that's four going on 14. I am kind of recently married. I'm approaching my one-year anniversary to... Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) To my husband that we've been in each other's lives off and on over about 10 years now. So yeah, the the, our story is a little bit curvy, a little twisted, but we're here now. I love it. Twisted. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of relationships are, but (laughs) yes, yes. Uh, Well, congratulations on your one year. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. Hey, Kim. Hello, hello. Uh, So I am the mother of a three-year-old and a four-month-old, and I just moved in with my partner last month. We've uh, we've similarly been involved in and out of each other's lives for, I think this is seven years now. So we kind of have a twisty-turvy kind of relationship, especially with me having kids while we've been involved and not involved. But, you know, they're, they're alternative paths to all things we look for in life. So... I am happy to be here. I'm so, I think like before, before we dive in, one thing I think we should put out there, one of the questions moms have is like, you know, if I get married or I get into a committed relationship, am I still an SMC? Do I still belong in the SMC spaces? And so I'm here to tell you, I think you do, because I think it really matters on how the point at which you become an SMC is that initial intention of how you had your kids. So even if you get into a relationship later, 
that person is still not the person with whom you created these children. So I think you still have SMC considerations, right? And so that's kind of what we want to talk about today, like kind of how you move from being an SMC to integrating this person into your life. So we we know that we all came of age where we were kind of split between organically dating and online dating. So how did you each come across meeting your partners? I know you said that they've been in your orbit for, you know, anywhere from five to 10 years. Was this organic? Was this online? How did it happen? How did the magic happen? We met in the way that people do now online. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. 10 years ago, but yes, online. Okay, nice, nice. I also met my partner online. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so like Aisha and I are always laughing about stumbling through these apps because there are some real pieces of work on there. So I'm happy to hear that you can find a needle in a haystack. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, Hera and I, we, okay, so we're both dating, right? Kind of dating casually, not Hera and I, but we're dating, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> other people <laughs> so, but both will be okay both will be okay yes yes I love and you so, Lisa. Not like that. I love you too and so I have I have dipped my toes into online dating I've stepped out of online dating and currently the person that I'm seeing casually is someone who has been in my orbit thank you Facebook for letting us know for 12 years but we met organically just kind of out socializing with friends. And so there's a nice level of comfort there as we tiptoe around each other's current lives. So yeah, yeah, cool. I have a question. So interestingly, since, since these guys were in your orbit, you know, for the last decade, were they around when you decided to take this path? And if so, how was, how did they react to the concept of like, I'm going to do this and it's it's kind of independent of however you feel about it. Oh, good question. Kimberly, you want to take that one first? <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. So as I said, I have a three-year-old and a four-month-old. So of course, he was around for both. Um, with us, what's interesting is that was on the table from day one when we met. We both were not look like... I was open to a relationship, but I wasn't specifically looking for a relationship when we started hanging out. So we were just looking for someone to enjoy life with, have a good time with, go on vacations with, do this, that, and the third. So when we met and we were just doing initial convo, getting to know each other, he was like, I don't know if I ever want kids, but probably not. And I was like, well, that's not a problem because I know I'm going to have kids in a few years by myself with, because I had already made the decision that I was going to do it on my own. And he was just like, Oh, that's cool. And so we said we would date while it was convenient and go our separate ways when it wasn't anymore. But from day one, it was on the table that I'm having kids by myself and this is what we're doing. I love that though, because I think so many women will just wait around for these guys and they'll be like, oh, you know, and and so many men might be like, oh, well, you know, I might want them in the future. And then Mm -hmm. six years later, they're like, yeah, I don't really want them. And then by then, you know, your fertility situation is a lot different. And so I love that you were just like, yeah, cool. We can chill, but I'm still going to have my kids. How am I going to have my kids? Yeah. And he was very supportive through every time he was, that's awesome. Like, checking how things went, you know, he's been involved in both kids' lives since they were born. Cause it's like, it, it was never, there were never, there was never ill will on either side. Cause we were both very clear that this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for. And it's not the same thing, but 
it doesn't hinder each other. So like he was career focused. I was kid focused and it was fine. So I love that. How about you, Erica? I think it's very similar to uh, Kim's story as well, except for me, I didn't, for me, it was very similar in that we kind of came to a point of trying to to make a decision on whether or not there were going to be kids involved. I have always known for me, not having kids was not an option. Like that kids was always a deal breaker for me. And when, you know, certain things in relationships started to go south, never had any sort of, again, ill will towards each other. We've always wanted the uh, other person to be happy, but me not having kids was not in my happy plan. And Mm -hmm. at the time he was pretty sure that he didn't want any more children and it didn't dawn on me about the possibility of still being in a relationship, but having kids without the person I was in a relationship with. And quite honestly, I don't, I, I know that that wouldn't have worked for us. But for me, I, I was at that time was tapping into a conversation a relative of mine had with me in my earlier thirties. I mean, she had encouraged me to consider this path before I even knew that like SMC was a whole entire movement thing, um, you know, life, you know, all the things. And she told me, she said, you know, you may come to a point in your life where you decide to have kids on your own and that's okay. And what she, she encouraged me to consider that because it would take the pressure off of dating. I wouldn't be dating to try to find someone to, you know, force my life with so that we could have kids. And if I had kids of my own, I could just date for the, you know, and, and enjoy dating for what it, what it was and not have to force it to. So when our relationship went South that time, I just kind of started thinking about what we, what she had told me and, you know, started my research and here we are. I love I love the fact that you mentioned that you had an older woman in your life who pulled you aside and said, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm giving you permission to consider this alternative path. Um, I had a similar person in my life and, you know, it it is almost sad, but weird that you have to almost be given permission to mm-hmm. do the thing that you feel most drawn to do. So uh, I just wanted to, to kind of point that out, that it, it touched me there. So let's talk about how we, how you've gone about introducing your kids to your partner. That's always kind of like a weird, do you do it sooner rather than later? Do you kind of wait until both parties kind of get to a point where you're both okay with it. So how did you um, each go about introducing your kids to your partner? What age, you know, what was the the context? For, for me and for us, it wasn't a, an event um, because we were, we always still remain, you know, kept in touch. He has an older child who, even on the, all the times that we had broken up, I still was, still maintain my relationship with her. So we never like lost touch and had to like reconnect later. You know, we were still always in each other's radar. So there wasn't really a time where I had to introduce my son to him as this person. I I actually was going through pictures the other day and I found the picture of when he first met my son. My son was weeks old. So there Mm -hmm. wasn't a introduction like this is so-and-so. He's always been around. Now, I think one thing to point out in our situation, there was a transition from mommy's friend to 
mm-hmm. mommy's husband and uh-huh. now we're all living together but it was a very organic transition um I, there was a point where we had you know like sit the kids down and explain like okay we're trying this again <laughs> and we're doing it for real this time. But that, that's, that was a different conversation than actual introduction. It was an introduction to what our life was going to be now, as opposed to who this person is. Cause he, he was always something to my kids. So how did the kids react to that? I mean, they're were, how old were they first of all? And then like, what did they have questions? Like what were the, what was their immediate reaction to that change of relationship status? Our change of relationship ship status was when my son was four going on five. Mm -hmm. So still young enough where he wasn't like, you know, it was just like, oh, great. You know, change is coming. Yay. You know, Uh when are Uh we going to, when are we going to Disneyland to celebrate? That's, that's kind of where his mind state was. And my daughter was too young to even care. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I guess your daughter has basically always, always seen him in your life as that. (laughs) <laughs> yes, as, as far as what she remembers. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> well, the, the funny thing that, that our, like our little funny thing we laugh about is when she was a baby, she didn't want anything to do with him. Like if if he if she could sense he was driving up the street, she was going the other way, crawling away. <laughs> but one particular day, we were out somewhere. We met up somewhere to do something with with my son. And um, my daughter was just kind of learning to walk and she got out of my lap, walked over to him. He picked her up and she put her head on his chest. And we were like, mm, this is weird. And if you, and, and if you, his story is that's when he knew that, okay, maybe this is possible because she was not having it before. No, she, Ooh. she was screaming bloody murder. Oh, so uh, that, that's, that's interesting. Okay. I want to come back to that. What, what, you said he, she was screaming bloody murder. He wasn't sure that was the point that he was like, okay, we could do this. But what was he holding back and waiting for the kids to be ready? Right. Is, is my, my question that I'm going to come back to, but I want to jump over to Kim to see, um, was there a particular time where you were like, this is me introducing the kids to my partner? No, I mean, he's been in their life since day zero. (laughs) Um, You know, and I will say like with, Meridian, he wasn't necessarily like the first one to meet her. Two of my best friends were there. My parents were the first to meet her. Then my best friend met her. Then my other best friend met her. And then he was in the next group of people that met her later in the day. Um, So he's always been in her life, but there's definitely, he wasn't on the peripheral, but he was definitely just in the circle of people that we had for community. Yeah. He was Mm -hmm. in the community, but she wouldn't have, known anything different between him and my best friends and like my gaming group or anything like that. Um, But we went our separate ways when she was about eight months old. I just had a lot going on. And I was like, the energy that I don't have to put into it, even though our relationship took very little energy, because it was a relationship of convenience. It's still, you know, I just don't have it. We're not going in the same direction. And that's fine. We stayed good friends. And it was when we started talking again, I was like, I'm not going to call you my boyfriend until we know that we are going the distance because Meridian was like a year and a half. Meridian was getting older and she was getting to the point where she would understand this person is around more than other people. Mm -hmm. So it was still limited, limited. And then we hit a point, I want to say it was in February of last year that we were like, 
okay, let's start taking this a little more seriously. And then by, I would say like April or May is when he started being around a little bit more consistently so that she knew like, okay, this is, she called his name is Pavo, but she calls him Pawi. So she was like, mm-hmm. all right, I, I know this person. And then over time it became, and like Zozo, the four month old, she just knows this is another set of arms that will carry me everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes. But it definitely, uh-huh. I see the difference in Meridian for her response to him as we got more serious and he was more present. That's mm-hmm. like her person now, one of her best friends. Like mm-hmm. we went separately to Long Island for uh, her birthday party and he literally got there and she was like, beeline, grab him. Mm-hmm. This is my bestie. Let's go. <laughs> so. I think what's interesting is, you know, I think a lot of just navigating when you get into a serious relationship, especially if it leads to marriage, how does this person, what is this person's role in the family? Because the way that that I sort of look at it potentially being is that even though they're not a parent in the the way that like, you know, they would have to sign off on the forms and stuff like that, this is still somebody who is obviously a very valued member of the community, right? So mm-hmm. for me, for example, I don't have a romantic partner right now, but there are valued members of my community that I use to, you know, bounce ideas off of. So for example, I may ask my parents, like, what are your thoughts on this? I know that I'm the tiebreaker, right? They can give me all the opinions in the world and it's still my decision, but mm-hmm. it's somebody that I rely on. So I'm wondering how your partners kind of play into the village and, and did it change, you know, has it changed? and even how your kids treat this person as part of the village. Like, do they try to get this person to influence you or, and, and things like that? Like how, how has it changed the more, uh, the, the more this person is integrated into the family? I do definitely experience the, I got a note from one, um, one parent, let me go ask the other. And so what role does your partner play in the family? So most people would be like, okay, I, I need, I need a job. What is my job here in this family unit that was already intact before I came in. So now what role does your partner play? He's daddy to my, he's, he's daddy to my children. He's the husband to me. And we are, I hate the word nuclear family because there's that, but mm-hmm. as, as some people would see it, we're a nuclear family. Okay. He's daddy to them. He's and daddy Cam, to them how do your kids <laughs> feel about his kids? Like, do they consider, are they so much older that they don't see it the same way? Or do they also mm-hmm. view his kids as sort of like siblings? And that that's that's also part of the twist of our story. Even over the years when we were on the out and just, you know, have peaceful, amicable, whatever, a mm-hmm. friendship, I was always still involved in his daughter's life. So if you ask our children, they're siblings. They were siblings Before even... Got married. Exactly. Right. Even, <laughs> even when things were the stickiest of sticky between the adults, the kids mm-hmm. were always still siblings. So... Mm-hmm. The kids were siblings before they shared parents, even. Mm-hmm. So it, I kind it, of it, love that because it shows that you and I have like a in a different way a similar vibe with Pava, where you've seen this person through different phases of your relationship and how they're going to act about things that they could use to hurt you, mainly children, finances, things like that, and to to already know going into this that like he's not going to hold his kid against me and I don't hold my kids against him, even when we're sticky. Like Mm -hmm. I greatly respect that because there are a lot of people that would automatically say like, well, we're sticky. So I don't want you around my kid. 
But the fact that he puts his daughter's relationship with you above that, I think things like that make that ease of going cohabitating with someone with your kids very different than it would be without. So two two questions. Kim, what role do you see um, your partner playing in the lives of your kids? So we're still, you know, we're, we just moved in together. So we're still figuring out because he very much like still is just like, he has no experience with kids other than my kids. So he's like, you are the expert in this. I am not the expert in this. So like Mm -hmm. even things that I'd been taking his feelings into consideration that didn't work out well. And I'm like, well, that's why I want to do this way. He's like, you are the expert in that. So you need to (laughs) make those decisions. But I definitely see like foresee that moving forward it will be a situation where we will likely co-parent and blend even more of our life together but right now it's still I am in the captain's seat and he is support co-captain and we are going forth with that but similar to Erica like I've had I've been involved around him long enough to see you know when we met he was separated and I saw how he handled you know, his divorce and like that relationship. And so it's good for me to see that he's not a petty person. Like he Mm -hmm. puts, you know, certain things above being petty. Like he doesn't have ill will toward people. So that makes it a little easier for me to let go of some reins with him. And I did, I did want to loop back because this comes up um, quite a bit. And I think it's an undercurrent conversation with regards to dating and the adult relationships, but what about the kids? So to what extent do you give weight to whether or not your kid likes your partner? Um, so when Erica mentioned that when her daughter was small, she, she, she would run in the opposite direction, but then there was a particular point where the, um, Erica's husband picked the baby up and she laid her head on her shoulder and he was just like, you know, okay, this is it. So to what extent do you give weight to the the dynamic between your kid and your potential partner? I definitely think if my experience had been different and if I was like starting fresh with someone, it would absolutely have weight. And it it absolutely had weight this time as, as well. It's just that we didn't go through a period of it looking like it wasn't going to be okay with the kids, but I can't see myself ever considering a relationship from scratch where my kids and the, my partner didn't jive well, like mm-hmm. how that, well, that simply, worked, yeah. simply because like that makes my life more difficult. And like, I'm not walking into something yeah, on purpose that I don't have to, that's going to bring headache mm-hmm. to my life. Like, if so you hate I my love, kids, like, then that's not going to work. And if my kids hate you, and I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's that you have to understand, like, where there's a real issue that the kids have, or if they're trying to manipulate the situation because they want to keep attention um, mm-hmm. and things like that. So you, I think as a parent, you can definitely identify, identify and um, separate the two, but yeah, it would, it would weigh heavy if the, if it was what it really was, it would absolutely weigh heavy for me. What I love about that is that, you know, at first, I love that you all just went about your business and were like, regardless of what this guy wants, I'm going to have my kids. And you also still got the relationship you wanted ultimately, right? Like you're, you able to find love and happiness with somebody who had been in your orbit. But I also, I think a lot about for, for me, you know, people are like, do you want to get married? And, and it's hard for me to say yes, because for me, my kids would sort of have to be like, 
I, I feel like my kids would need to come to me with a business case on like why <laughs> they wanted this person to be in our lives. But I think what's neat about this is that Erica, even though your daughter was pretty young, I mean, that moment is so sweet. It's like she chose him too. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he was always around. So that certainly helped, but it's really sweet that she, in that one like sweet moment, you know, was able to kind of give him the feeling of like, okay, she chose me too. Like this isn't just me forcing myself on her and her continuing to run in the other direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I agree that it holds like some weight, but similar to Erica, like I, I take everything with like, I look at it very from the lens of like who I also am as a person. And I'm just like, there are times that I didn't really like my parents either. So like, I think it's, there's, it's natural that things come and go. And I actually, one thing that's interesting is my partner uh, worries more about that moment. I think he didn't have as tumultuous of a relationship with his parents as I did. His father passed at 14, then it was just him and his mother. So he just never had those times where like, there are times where my parents and I just are not on great terms. For me, I'm like, he's like, what if the kids, you know, come to that moment where they're like, you're not my dad, leave me alone. I'm like, if it wasn't that, they would find something else to say. Cause like, there are just times where kids don't like their parents. <laughs> like, so he worries about it, but so far I've just seen really good things of the way he's growing his relationship with them without him being too pushy. So it's kind of growing organically. Yeah. Like I definitely have seen a big change now that we're getting a little more serious. Like, um, while I was in the hospital having my second, my daughter got really sick and I made a doctor's appointment and he could have just given him over to my parent, given her over to my parents and had my dad take her to the doctor. But he and my father went to the, to the doctor together and took her together. And it was just very, uh, a very like sitcom vision for me. Cause my dad, <laughs> like, my dad's almost six, six. He has a limp. He's bald. He's black, like big dude. My partner is Polish. And like five seven slim guy, and they're just mm-hmm. like in here with this tornado of a child in the doctor's <laughs> office, trying to figure out like why she's so sick. Like you know, tag teaming, like explaining what's been going on. Like he's like, "This is what's happening." My dad's like, "Yeah," and this is normal. That's like, so it was just like I saw that, and and my dad's extremely important to me, and watched my first for a year of her life the year before she went to daycare my dad was her caretaker so for them to be so simpatico and like get along so well and be caring for her together while I was in the hospital like that's when I was like all right all right all right like he he don't know but he is a nurturer (laughs) so okay so what advice would you all give to SMCs as they consider dating after they've become SMCs do not, because I hear this all the time, but not do not, because everyone do what you want to do. You are a full-grown adult. Do you. But I would advise reconsidering, pausing things every time someone that you're afraid was the one that got away re-enters your life. Because I hear that on chats and calls a lot, like I was about to get to XYZ point and now I've mm-hmm. reconnected with somebody. And it's like, you can reconnect and stay on your path, you know? And that's one thing that I think is good from the perspective of someone who's been dating and involved through, like, it just so happened we were already back together when I got pregnant with my second, but both times 
we had, we did sit down and have a very serious conversation about it. Cause I was like, I'm already on the path that I'm on. Even with my second, I've already done the retrieval. I'm already on the path. I'm continuing the way that I'm going. You have to decide if you are okay with that as my mm-hmm. partner. Cause if not, yeah, the team, don't, let friends, them, don't let them sidetrack you. And- exactly. I would highly yeah. advise not sidetracking just because someone's reentering your life because when someone re-enters your life, they have to understand you've done some living, you've done some growing. And if yep. they can't re-enter where you've grown to, maybe it's best that you just stay apart. Honestly. Right. That's I like great. that. Erica. Mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Stay, stay your course. If this, if this is the, the path you've chosen, um, time is of the essence and you can't put things on pause with the, the hope and a prayer that something's going to work out. If that's what you choose to do, do that. But then you have to be, you have to own that, you have to own the consequences of, the, of that decision should it turn out a different way than you planned. So another piece of advice is, and I think this is whether you are an SMC or not, be prepared to have awkward and hard conversations in relationships. One thing that I always find odd is when I'm talking to people that are also in serious relationships and their conversations that they're like, oh, you talk about that? I talk about everything that is important with my partner. And there are very awkward conversations that happen, especially when you're an SMC, who am I going to be to this child? What happens if X, Y, Z, would you let the children contact their bio dad? Cause I got an ID, an open ID donor. There are just a lot of awkward conversations that have to do with being an SMC, but there are also a lot of awkward conversations that have to do with life that are normal part of relationships. And that's something that my partner and I are constantly working on is having important conversations, revisiting things that we had to pause or that we said might change because this is stuff that can affect the kid's life and the kids come first for me and by default for him also. So just be prepared for awkward and hard conversations as relationships progress and don't brush off things that can have very serious long-term impacts like having that discussion about who you see them being in your children's life, mm-hmm. what you're open to and what you're not open to, because waiting for that conversation to happen later will not make a relationship last if you guys don't see the same thing. So I, I, I echo that as well. The other thing I would say is be careful of those, those things you say you will never do. And they, they often come out of those hard conversations. You can go into this this conversation, this this path, all of this life saying, well, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm never going to get back with my ex. And then, you know, you find yeah. yourself, you know, celebrating your one year anniversary soon. <laughs> 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 Happily. But the other thing I would say is, especially this with all things, you can't compare what your how your life lands to someone else's, like even in this SMC journey, I can't compare my life today on what I thought it was going to be. If I look, if, if I thought about it five years ago, things are going to ebb and flow. And those changes in your course are going to come out of those kind of hard conversations. You got to just be open to, to a lot, be, be flexible and ebb and flow with, with things as they come. But I think that's just parenting all together. <laughs> and relationships. With, and relationships. Yep. Like, yep. yes. 
Well, well, we want to thank you, um, Kim and Erica. And Erica, you you hit the nail on the head because I'm always like, I'm never getting married again. I know. And God yeah. is going to be like, I got it just for you. Right now. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Uh, what's interesting? I remember before I got pregnant, and when I went into, you know, when I the, when I decided I was going to have kids on my own, I was like, if I ever meet anyone. They can just adopt my kids and blah, blah, blah. And I went into it thinking that. And then when they were physically here, I was like, I don't know if I will ever let someone adopt my kids. (laughs) Then like over time, I was like, okay, it just has to be, you know, we're considering it with my partner. There are some Mm -hmm. other benefits because he has dual citizenship. But like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's interesting even to see how my own, Mm because before I was like total adoption, then I was like, I don't really know. (laughs) And like, so he always like, like, let's discuss how it. are you feeling about it? Because yeah, you know, I think we, we come into this and, and I think I'm just, I know every day I'm thankful that I had this option to have kids uh, because like Erica said, like I just always knew that kids were going to be part of my equation. And I have, you know, that's one thing that I was never going to compromise on. So just, yeah, just being kind of open to where life takes you and try not to say never. I love it. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So for those of you in our listening audience that are considering the SNC path where your sticking point was, does this mean that there's an end to me dating or ever possibly getting married in the future? Hopefully we've answered that question in this episode. That is a hard no. It is what you want it to be. And mm-hmm. if you don't know any SNCs that got married or in relationships after becoming parents, now you know too. Until next time. Well, Pod, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you like what you heard, share us with your girlfriends. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So tell us what you thought of this episode on social media. On Facebook, we are at Mocha SMC Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Mocha SMC. You can find additional information on the topics from the podcast at our website at mochasmc.com. Till next time, Pod. Bye now. <laughs>